Hello, welcome to the For Jesus podcast. My name is Alessia DeBartolo, and I'm here with Mr. That's a lot of suspense. I know. Well, I don't think it's warranted, but I'm Luke. Know, Luke Simmons. I never hi, know Alessi. I, hi. I never know if I say your name or I let you say your own name. Uh, how about we just do it the most awkward way possible? <laughs> well, I think I'm Check. succeeding. We're, we're good. <laughs> Our partner in crime's not here, though, today. It's nope. just, just you and me. Just you and me. Well, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. It's how nice. are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, it's been a it's been a full weekend, but things are things are good over in uh, Alessia DeBartolo's world. Ooh, that sounds like a fun world. Whatever it is, that is, it is a fun world filled with smiles, smiled, filled and with driving. smiles, and <laughs> a lot yes. of driving in Alessia there's, world. There's a lot of driving a lot of North Phoenix, uh-huh. East Mesa, uh-huh. North Phoenix, East Mesa. But yeah. anyway, yeah, and my brother's getting married in two weeks. Wow, so it is it is a it's been a full. It's a full life over here. That's pretty great. Yeah. How about you? How are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Our world's kind of filled with soccer. Okay. Uh, all the all four kids have been playing soccer. We've been doing that and mm-hmm. um, just enjoying kind of the change of the weather and feeling yeah. like, oh, spring's coming. I am, however, having these weird like flashbacks <laughs> to last year at this time when the weather was like it is now. Uh-huh. And it's like, but we were all stuck in our houses and uh-huh. kind of these... All these like reminiscing on, oh man, we're coming up on a year, a year. since COVID, which is uh, crazy. Woo. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, I would love to know what is something that we got to know? Yeah. We've been kicking <laughs> off the podcast with this first segment of something you got to know. And it's sort of the thing that we're saying, you know, if you're going to be around our church uh, right. for any period of time, we'd go, you got to know this. And so what I want to share is from uh, Galatians chapter two, verse 21, and it's that uh, you don't want Christ to have died for nothing. And here's what he mm. says there. He says, I don't set aside the grace of God for if, if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. And this is a passage in the book of Galatians where the apostle Paul is, uh, what he's saying is that, you know, we're not made right with God on the basis of what we do on the basis of our works of the law, but by faith. And uh, there's a tendency in all of us as Christians to, whether we mean to or not, set aside the grace of God mm-hmm. to say, oh, that's great God. But what really matters is my obedience. What really matters is my ability to keep the rules. What really matters is my righteousness worked out through obedience. Now, of mm-hmm. course we obey, right. uh, but it's the obedience of faith is what the Bible says, not the obedience that comes from the law. And what we're doing when we sort of add to the grace of God and say, well, it's, it's fine that the grace of God's here, but I also need to, what we're doing when we do that, according to the apostle Paul, is we are setting aside the grace of God. And when we do that, Ultimately, the result, Paul says, is that Christ died for nothing. That actually, if you could achieve righteousness through being a good person, uh, through following all the different expectations that you have of yourself or that God has of you, if you could do that, then you wouldn't need Christ. But that actually you do need Christ. And so we, uh, as he's going to go on and say in the next uh, part and in chapter three of Galatians, we begin by following Christ, by hearing with faith, and we, we continue in the, in the, you know, discipling, uh, being a disciple of Jesus by, by listening with faith and by walking by the grace of God. So uh, that's, I guess, w- what I'd say is you just got to know you can't add <laughs> to the grace of Christ. If you do, you actually take away everything. Mm. Wow. So that's what you got to know. Oof. Basically, we can't be our own gods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we yeah, try. Right. right. Religious people try. Right. Say, well, if only I could do all these things that the Bible says. Irreligious people try too, mm-hmm. interestingly, because mm-hmm. everybody has some sort of standard, some sort of bottom line of which they're going like, if I do this, then I'll know I'm okay. Mm. And if if anything but Jesus is that standard, yeah, you're going to end up 
hopeless. Right. It's sweet. I, I love that because I feel like that is why we're doing this next segment of like God stories of seeing how we are so in desperate need of Jesus. And I feel like everybody has kind of that different point in time that we realize, oh, I can't do this on my own. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's beautiful. Well, that's a great transition into this next conversation. So we had the thing you got to know. Now we're going to have a conversation and we have some guests uh, with us here in the studio, Mary, Mary and Marty McIntyre. So a uh, welcome to you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. Great to have you. Um, and the point of these conversations, like you said, Alessi, really is to just kind of expose people in our church to just how God's been at work and how mm. God is at work with people that are part of our church family. My first question is this, what is it like to have a name that is only different by one letter? <laughs> Marty and Mary McIntyre. What's that like? Because Well, people get us confused all the time because we look so much alike. And so <laughs> very difficult. <laughs> so interestingly enough, I, my sister's, are Marcy oh. and Margot. Oh, wow. And my mom was and Mary. His, yeah, so his mom's name was Mary. It's all confusing. So well, and, and I've, I feel like in families like that, the kids usually end up with M names, oh, but that's not the case. You, you were guys. like, no, no, we're done. <laughs> done with the tradition. Done with those. Do any of your kids have M names? No. No. <laughs> she answered that really fast. <laughs> I, I might have thought it was a really cool idea, and Mary probably said that really quickly. No. 40 years ago. No. <laughs> Decisively not. That's right. No. So um, we definitely want to hear about, uh, about your marriage, and this is the first time we've interviewed a couple. Yeah. So this is oh, kind of fun. Um, but before that, let, let's maybe start with how did you, how did you meet the Lord? And uh, I don't know which of you wants to start first, uh, but... Marty, I'm looking at you. So why don't okay. you start first? How did you How did you come to faith in Christ? What was your story there? Yeah, I I was one of those people who grew up going to church. Grew up in small town, rural Nebraska. Going to church is just something that I think almost all of us did. Baseball, <laughs> apple pie, yeah, Fourth of <laughs> July, yep. yeah, fireworks, all those kind of things. Good so, American Christian. Yes, absolutely. And, mm -hmm. and so I I did that faithfully. Went to youth group. Um, went to church camp, went on a, actually on a mission trip to Alaska when I was in junior high. Oh, wow. The mistake they made there was that that was to a home for wayward girls. Oh gosh. So that was an interesting trip. And I'm not going to go into a ton of detail. <laughs> for another time. Yes, for another time and probably another place. But anyway, um, so I, again, grew up in that environment where I, I went. Um, we wore suits. We got a new one on Easter and Christmas, all of that stuff. So I, I grew up really thinking that I was a Christian because I did all of those things. Mm. My parents did all of those things. My sisters did all of those things. It's what you did. And um, it wasn't until quite a bit later, after a pretty rocky road through college, um, lots of bad decisions, lots of uh, things that were, um, that a Christian, a good Christian wouldn't necessarily do. Mm. Um, we, I, I met Jesus at a point in time in my life where we were having um, some challenges maritally. So you were already married at that point. We were, and uh, our our son Andy was probably four, and our daughter was two. Uh, we were. I was in a small Baptist church. Um, we were. I was chasing the chasing the dream, chasing the career, chasing all mm. those kind of things that you felt like made you successful. And um, Mary's story is a little bit different than that. She was saved before I was because I thought I was a Christian, uh -huh. and I was sitting in a, a small church in Dillon, Colorado. And um, the Holy Spirit grabbed me, pulled me, and said, you're still dead. You're mm. still dead in sin. Wow. 
So, kind and so of. at that point, you were born again. I was definitely, I was born again. It's been a journey. Yeah. Mm. There's been times where I've questioned and said, was I really saved? Mm. Because that, it wasn't one of those things. I mean, I quit, I quit cussing immediately, <laughs> but that might have been the only real evidence of salvation <laughs> in my life for a while. Yeah. For mm. a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then there was a, uh, a Promise Keepers conference that was a thing back in the day. Sure. Large men's conferences where where God really, really got a hold of my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how old were you at that time? Oh, my goodness. I was uh, 30. Okay. So it's been a few years ago. Was that at all tough for your family to mm-hmm. swallow the idea that you were saying, I, I actually wasn't a Christian before? Yes, absolutely. My, neither of my sisters are are believers in Jesus at this point in time. And I know that they thought it was just going to be a phase mm-hmm. and they still kind of think that they yeah. think you're going to get out of that phase sometime. And I'm going, it was like 30 years ago. Yeah. Or they, or they still think you're in the phase. They think yes. I'm, they think we're in the phase <laughs> oh, for, for sure. And, and my parents struggled with some of those things until later in life when both of them, my mom and my dad were saved. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a pretty cool story in and of itself. But they, they struggle with things like born again. Sure. You know, that, mm. that even though it's very clear in scripture that that's mm. something that needs to happen yeah. to all of us. Um, they struggled with believers baptism, mm. thinking, why would you need to get baptized again mm. when you were sprinkled as an infant sort yeah. of thing in the Presbyterian church? So yeah, yeah wow. they did. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Mary, you have a much different story. I do have a different story. And that actually that verse in Galatians is very, very special because I was the one that was always trying to be okay. Mm. I was always trying to be perfect. And um, I was raised in a Jewish home and my dad was very uh, verbally, physically abusive. Mm. And um, there was always that ladder, Mm. you know, if you get to this rung, then you'll be okay and then he'd raise it another mm. bar it was, was that ladder religious in nature or more just your behavior and your accomplishment uh, it was or both academic it was it was both mm. um i was the mistake um oh. uh, because you know they wanted a boy and i became the third girl and so that was the wow. physical well both physical and verbal abuse that i was the mistake I'd never be good enough, and um, why was I ever born? And you know, if anyone ever got to know me, they would hate me as much as, as he did. That whole, wow. that whole road, and so it didn't ever matter what I did. Mm. I was always just never good enough. So I really, really struggled with that. Um, but I was also very rebellious. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time I got to high school, I just said, I'm not going to take this land down anymore. I'm done. Mm. And um, went to college, met Marty. And I thought, well, you know, everybody else is perfect. He's obviously perfect. And <laughs> and <laughs> soon found out. Well, yeah, he had a he lot had... of nice suits from what <laughs> I hear. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Those leisure suits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But then, um, then my dad was killed in a car accident, oh, wow. um, self-inflicted car accident, um, <sighs> my second year of college. And so he had, he died without ever saying he loved me. And I really, really, really struggled. I, I, my whole world fell apart because, well, number one, I found I didn't have anybody to blame anymore for all my stuff. I, cause I was so rebellious. It was, it was his fault. He was the problem. And I never really looked at, you know, I might have some stuff going on. And so that really caused my world to fall apart. I got into drugs and drinking and 
and um, and my mom was an alcoholic, and so she had pretty much abandoned me, and I wow. I had no support. Yeah. And then we had kids that you know my whole world fell apart because you know everything they did reminded me of stuff mm-hmm. in my past that I had tried to bury, and so. I really became very suicidal and ended up going to a counselor that told me to go find a church. And I didn't even know what she was talking about. I'd never read the New Testament, didn't even know who Jesus was. Wow. I heard, you know, that he was a good person and that the the disciples had stolen his body and it was all a lie, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, so... Uh, my sister actually had become a Christian the year before, and she said, mm. go go find a church where the Holy Spirit is. And I said, what's the Holy Spirit? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So wow. anyway, I yeah. did find a church, and they were um, giving communion. Mm. Okay. And they said, who'd like to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior? And I said, I will. <laughs> I What do I have to lose? Huh. I, did, wow. I don't have anything to lose. And from that day on, uh, my life was a 180. It was just, and we look back on our story and it's just, God just picked us up and moved us to the mountains and got us in a little church and, Mm. and they took me under their wing Mm. and discipled and loved me and mentored me and, and taught me about forgiveness, which I, you know, that was really hard. I had to forgive my dad, had to forgive myself for making mistakes Mm. and I had to learn about sin. I had to, you know, just all that stuff. And, and he's been so faithful and gracious Mm. to, Mm. to both of us and our family. She learned learned that you, that it's probably, you probably shouldn't smoke a cigarette in a women's Bible study. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Tell us that story. That's fun. (laughs) It, It is funny. That's all I was doing was going to Bible studies and learning about how much Jesus loved me and reading the Bible and just soaking it in. And I remember sitting in our living room and with a bunch of women and, um, I said, Hey, do you mind if I smoke a cigarette? And they were like, well, actually, yes, we do. <laughs> and so I thought, well, this is all I do, so I better quit smoking because I can't, I don't do anything else besides Bible studies. So, That's so funny. They were very patient with me. Oh, wow. oh my goodness. Well, I know um, th- there's some folks in my family that have that suffered different kinds of abuse as kids mm. and mm. have talked about how, you know, you really want to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. Um but you're kind of second, you second guess a lot and you're kind of, um, uh, that's a heavy burden. Yes, it is. And, and that was, um, I think the, the rebellion in me, I was determined I wasn't ever going to marry anyone like my dad. So, (laughs) um, you know, Marty is totally different. You didn't. No, (laughs) very kind and thoughtful. And then, um, the verbal abuse was really, I am very sensitive to words and the Mm. things that people say to each other, even in sarcasm. So I was always very careful what I said to our kids and, you know, and the physical abuse, you know, we spanked, but we spanked once and that was it. And, you know, I loved Totally different thing. Yeah, Yeah. totally different. And I was just, and, and actually by the grace of God, you know, I mean, we were never perfect parents. We'll never be perfect grandparents, but you know, just learning it's okay, you know, and transparency. We wanted our kids to, 
to know we're people and mm-hmm. it's not this rung that they have to climb, you know, yeah. and, yeah. and just, you know, being transparent and, and they, we wanted not our faith to become their faith. We wanted it to be their own faith mm-hmm. and yeah. for them to get that relationship yeah. with Jesus. So now just so I get the chronology, right. Were you already a Christian, uh, Mary, when you met Marty? Oh no, no. Okay. So you met, we met, in college, we met in college. We met in college. Yes. That was yeah. about, I, I thought I was a Christian, although again, college for me was a, uh, an interesting experience having grown up. Where did you guys go to school? University of Northern Colorado. Oh yeah. Of in, all places. In you Greeley. Know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where my dad went. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Big, big party. School. To, UNC. <laughs> bears. The bears. That's yeah. right. The, the yeah. bears. That's right. Yeah. The bears. That's a stinky place. Oh my goodness. Oh, but gosh, you know what my dad used all, to say about, yeah. mo- about that smell? He would say. <laughs> Wait, is it smells actually like, stinky? Oh yeah. Oh yes. Cattle Cows. feed yards. Yeah. Oh. Mon- Mon- <laughs> Monfort like- <laughs> Foods is there. And my right. dad used to say, smells like money. Yes. It's money. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah. So you met in college. We did. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you thinking you're a Christian, Marty, Mary, you not thinking yeah. that no. but, um, it not being... but neither of you really living it no, oh gosh not no. so mm-hmm. far from it and oh, so, yeah. so far mm-hmm. so mary did you come to faith when you were already married yes well we got married in well, we were juniors okay and then we still partied and did all of that and moved to nebraska actually and taught school and then um everything just kind of oh this is a funny story. So I taught history, which I'm an art teacher and, but they wanted, they needed a history teacher. And so I had this little class of like 10. This is after college. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I had about 10 students in this history class and I, Uh and I'm like, wow, you know, why don't we show that? Why don't I show that movie, Jesus Christ Superstar? And we can start (laughs) learning about the Oh, you know, the Middle East and all of that stuff. So I watch, I showed that movie to those students 50 times and I just fell in love with Jesus. Never had seen anything about Jesus's life and just fell in love with it. And my students would like argue with me about stuff in that movie. And I'm like, you know, to me, I didn't know whether it was Mm. correct or not, but I just fell in love with Jesus. And then we moved back to to Colorado and um, had children. And that's when everything started falling apart. Isn't that wild that Mm -hmm. the Lord would use something like that? I know. To make it where, you know, to sow those seeds. That's, that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, you, you get married and things are not rosy. Oh gosh. Nope. Things were definitely not rosy, you know, and I think we, we fell into that trap that I think maybe many do. You think I'm going to have kids because that will solve all my problems. (laughs) And then you go, (laughs) what did we get ourselves into here? Yeah. And, and Mary was pretty much, we we had made that decision that Mary would stay home and and raise the kids. And that was not based on our faith biblical by any means. Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like the right sure. thing to do. And I, and I was, I was pretty hard after career at that point in time, like so many were. And what were you doing then? Back then I was in the, I, I also got a degree, <clears throat> excuse me, in education, um, taught school in my hometown. Right. Interesting thing. My principal oh. of my, my school was my principal when I was in elementary school. Oh, wow. Aww. Yeah. She seemed old when I was a little kid and she was still there. But uh, anyway. And, they and stick around. Yeah. Forever. Some of them. Those principals. Yeah. But we, so I, I, I had 
worked in restaurants and bars and stuff throughout college. And at that point said, I don't think I want to be a teacher anymore. Um, I think the main reason was my first teaching contract included a little bit of coaching and it was for $8,600 a year. Yeah. I'm thinking that's not that much. So I, I, at that point, my career shifted Mm -hmm. towards food and beverage restaurant management. Okay. Okay. And that's actually how we ended up in the mountains. I was managing restaurants Mm -hmm. and was recruited to become the food and beverage director for the, for the village at Breckenridge, which if you, yeah. And so ended up, up, up there and uh, back in that day, and there's you, more money there. There was more that's money. Not a great lifestyle. No, that's exactly right. And yeah. you know, I, I'm I'm in Breckenridge where there's all these young crazy people, and I was a little bit older than them, but pretty young, and and a lot of stuff going on that wasn't mm-hmm. healthy relationally um, for us. But again, God used that that little church in Dillon, mm-hmm. Colorado, on a you know, I, so yeah. So tell us a bit of how how did God begin to work in your lives to, to patch up some of what was going on in your marriage? Oh, well, so that was, um, when we were in the mountains, it was, I mean, it was, it was not good. And I was so involved with Bible studies. So this, and this, at this point you had started, you'd become a Christian. I'd become a Christian. Okay. I think it was maybe a year or so later that Marty became a Christian, but his life did not change. Mm. He, he was stopped still, cussing. I, could, <laughs> I did. I thought that was a great step. Come on. What do you want from him? <laughs> and I stopped smoking. So, you know, we're, <laughs> you guys are set. Yeah. Um, but it, it, we really had a rocky, rocky, mm. rocky marriage. And the kids were little. And I was really single parenting. And and so we moved back to Denver. And, um, and uh, then, I, you know, to be honest with you, I, um, I was done. I, mm. I pretty much said, I, I can't do this anymore. And I had an emotional affair with, um, someone, you know, that, uh, you know, was I meeting her needs better than me. Yes. For sure. And it was an emotional affair. And, um, I, I was just done. And I, I heard the Lord say to me, you have a choice. Do you want your children to be a victim of your stupidity? Mm. And I thought, nope, not going there. And because I, I really had my bags packed and I was leaving and, you know, Andy was in second, second grade. grade okay. and, That's your oldest. Yeah. And Kelly was in for in kindergarten. And, um, and I, I, and we were really going to, you know, just part ways. And then the Lord spoke to me. And at the same time, Marty ended up with a, in a promise keepers conference with Mm. his dad and with Andy and, um, just really was convicted about praying with your wife. Mm. So he came home and, um, and we decided we're, we're going to stay together for the kids. For the kids. It's kind of at that point we need to do So Marty, you knew it was that dire. It, yeah. I, I did. I yeah. did. And I, and I was, did you know about that? Really? The I, relationship? I did know about that and, and had a similar situation. However, a couple of years earlier, Yeah, you know, because you're mm-hmm. like so many men, you spend more time right. with everybody else than you do with your family when you're at work Yeah, and those kind of mm-hmm. things can happen Yeah, pretty easily. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, and so that conference for me was, um, was a life changer. Again, mm-hmm. I, I, I was, I believe I was saved still at that point in time, but was still in that process of figuring it all out. And we were, we were fairly faithfully attending church. Um, but that conference changed. I, I just, I, 
I really respected. Um, mm. These are names that so many people wouldn't even know anymore. But Mil- Bill McCartney was. It's the amazing coach. you could be a Nebraska fan and still <laughs> respect Bill oh. McCartney. That's evidence of uh, the God's Holy Spirit. Alessi, Bill McCartney was the coach at University of Colorado. Yes, oh, okay. their big rival. Got yes, it, got it. yes. Thank you. And, and yeah. that, you know, and, and I was <laughs> sure you're not the only one listening that didn't. Yeah, they're going, immediately know that reference. Who is? So. Yeah, this was. Back, yeah. Anyway, but that conference did change things for me because it, you know, that was back in the day of big men's conferences. Yeah, twenty five thousand, I think. Um, yeah, powerful 50, stuff. Yeah, Mile High Stadium, all those things. But we need to bring those back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully yeah. they'll be back one day. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. it, but it, it, I seeing him, a man that I respected, bring his wife on stage in front of mm. twenty five thousand men and model prayer. Mm. And at, at that point, wow. when I thought about praying with Mary, it, it was like uh, I can't do this. Yeah. And it was more just start. Mm. You know, God really began to speak to me and say, just start. Yeah. Wow. And watch what I can do. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was. It was life-changing for mm. both of us. I mean, God changed our lives Tra- from that. Our, our trajectory was yeah. down at yeah. that point. And through the power of the Holy Spirit and prayer, God lifted that plane up. Mm. Changed our marriage. And we pray together yeah. every day and because we see <laughs> so him changing our lives, the lives of people around us. Mm-hmm. And, wow. Yeah. 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 How long have you been married now? 46 years in two <laughs> weeks. Wow. Yeah. Two weeks, really? Yeah, two weeks. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I've forgotten any of those. Yeah, I was going to say, you yeah. knew that. <laughs> you know, I know it, you enough. Yes, you knew. Yes. You knew that. <laughs> wouldn't forget that. But it, it's just been a journey of, 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 of seeing evidence of God's grace and mercy in our lives and then in our kids' lives and mm. in our grand, our grand. I'm going to cry. It's okay. <laughs> but it, anyway, and, and then there was this kind of big intermediary step where we we're in Colorado. Our kids, you know, we're fast forwarding quite a few years. Our kids then are in college, yeah. right? They're they're doing fine. Well, kind of doing fine. They have their own stories. <laughs> they have their own yep. stories. Maybe that's we for another time. But but that they were off in college. We had downsized. We were living in Littleton at that point in time. Um, both of us kind of had our dream jobs going on, and yeah. and uh, my parents were down here as snowbirds, and my dad had some serious health issues going on, mm. and. We came down on spring break and it, it was one of those another time where God clearly spoke to both of us and said, you need to move to Arizona mm. and take care of your parents. And I'm like, well, why would we do that? We have great jobs, <laughs> right? Our kids are off in college. Our great jobs provide for them to go to college. And I hate Arizona. It's too hot. <laughs> why would you live in Arizona? It's the worst place in the world. And both, I mean, again, God made it clear we needed to do it. We're going, okay, we're the going. The prayer of Jabez. Yeah, we, we read that oh, little book, and yeah. I know theologically people struggle with some of that. But anyway, <laughs> it spoke to ours, and it's like, okay, go enlarge your territory. Watch me enlarge your territory. Mm. Yeah. I, you know, our, yeah. our 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 kids met their future spouses that we had been praying for for a couple decades, <laughs> right? right? Mm. Yeah. God, God, please bring godly people into their lives. Mm. And he did. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's so many different areas we oh. could go oh. down. Yeah. Because oh. I know, you know, having worked in Christian schools, Marty, you've been a mm-hmm. pastor at different points, right. missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are really involved with our prayer ministry now. Um, but I think I want to kind of, uh, I think I want to keep it on kind of the, the family lane sure. and go, you know, you're in a situation now where uh, you guys and both your kids and their families and your grandkids are all part of Redemption Gateway mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. really involved in their lives. Um, what's, what's that like right now? And what are kind of you, 
what are you praying for? Because I know you're prayers. Mm-hmm. And, and what are you doing um, to try to keep that faith real, mm-hmm. especially to your, mm-hmm. to your grandkids? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, actually, we, we do pray daily for them and, and our grandkids, our kids, and, um, and their marriages, you know, and um, our grandkids, especially just during this whole weird time, mm. you know, right. their, their mental health and, you know, um, the things that they're involved with. But um, I think I think for us, we we really are uh, just trying to be a testimony to them and be mm. transparent to mm. them and admit our, our failings so they don't look at this, you know, you did it perfect. Yeah. You've gotten there. <laughs> I mean, I think we um, really believe that you have to live out your testimony and we are a work in progress mm-hmm. and always um, a, a big thing for us right now, not only with our family, but with our community, trying to be Jesus to people we play pickleball with, yep. you know, mm-hmm. people in our neighborhood and, and just trying to be that transparent person. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's hard because it's very um, humbling, but um, Jesus is so glorified in it because mm-hmm. we know that nothing has happened apart from him that has been good in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if we can share that with our community, with our kids, our mm-hmm. grandkids, so they see that, I mean, that's that's probably the most important thing for us right now. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's wonderful to have the blessing of having your kids and your grandkids within close proximity. And I know a lot of people don't have that, but it's also at times a a, a bit of a burden Mm -hmm. because, you know, your, your kids, we're not, we're not speaking much into their lives anymore. We spend a lot of time with them, right? But they make, they make great decisions. Um, And then there's decisions that we scratch our heads and go, (laughs) Why would they do that? Most recent would be a puppy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another story for another time. But I saw it, that. Yeah, but it's it, it to to be able to be part of this redemption community with them. Um, to, I, I I can't even express the joy that we have. And again, Mary hit that nail on the head. It, it, God's glory, not ours. Because yeah. we we made an awful lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. We really, really did. Um, but God has redeemed those things. But those times when we could all be in service together and you, you look down that yep. long, mm-hmm. you take up that mm-hmm. whole row and you mm-hmm. go, son, daughter, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, five grandkids <laughs> and go, and God is working in their lives. Mm-hmm. And, and we believe every one of them will be, will become followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this, and, and what really matters yep. is a legacy of faith. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's Ugh, really great. It's yeah. beautiful. Well, thanks so much for for your story and okay. and your both of your just incredible transparency and vulnerability here. You yeah. know, telling us hard things to talk about mm-hmm. and, yeah. and uh, showing emotion. And um, I know that it will be a blessing to anyone yeah. who hears your story. And um, and I love that you're still on mission. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And uh, you're still following the Lord, and He's got. He's got your days marked out and he has plans for you. And that's really cool. Yeah, it's beautiful. I just, I just think about the journey that you've been talking about and the process and how it's still messy. Mm -hmm. It's messy. Even when you're a follower of Jesus, Mm -hmm. it is messy. And we go through the process of (laughs) a lot of sanctification. And I just, I think that's encouraging though, because I just, 
I think people think like, oh, I become a Christian and I now have to have it all together. And it's mm. like, no, it, there's, it's a process. And mm. so I just think that that's encouraging when you, when you hear it and you see it played out and then you see God's hand mm-hmm. in every step of the way is just so beautiful. Yeah. So it's awesome. Thank so you thank for you. sharing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> yeah. It's been great. All right. Well, we're going to finish then with our last segment, which is a song recommendation. So uh, this is Alessi today. Alessi, you got a song recommendation for us? I do. So it's a, from a new album that just was released uh, this past Friday. Uh, those of you listening on Tuesday, it would have just been the last Friday. Um, and it's Maverick City's new um, album, which I know we've mentioned Maverick City probably a few times on this Yeah, I've actually podcast. had people that have come up to me and said, thank you so much for oh. talking about Maverick City. You introduced them oh, good. to me and they people that have really enjoyed their music. So. Well, we got another one for All you. All right. <laughs> so what are we recommending? So their last song on this latest album, I think it's called Hymn Melody. Him medley. Um, him medley. Yep. Um, and it is a combination of like four, three or four very traditional um, older hymns, kind of ones actually I grew up on, which I'm sure that even is is funny, but um, <laughs> but sweet. But they're just beautiful. It's a, a piano and they're just singing these uh, these these hymns, these prayers out. Um, and it's about a 16 minute song. It's a, it's beautiful. It's a great drive. Which we're not going to play in its entirety. No, no, no. And then he even goes at the end of these hymns, he prays for our mm. nation and our and our souls and our people. Uh, Dante is who is who uh, sings this one. Cool. So great. That. Should we? Yeah. Take a listen. Yes. But you've been faithful. So sweet to trust Oh, that is silky. <laughs> I get goosebumps. Today, here his word. Don't have to stress just to That's good, Alessi. <laughs> wow. So when you're on a drive. Space, I like the spaciousness of that. It's beautiful. Yeah. That song's not in a hurry. No. Mm-mm. And that's wow. why I love that it's 16 minutes. Yeah. And you're not ever waiting, like, when is this going to be over? Like, mm. so take a nice drive and play that and look at the mountains and wow. roll your windows down while it's beautiful outside and just trust Jesus and thank him for his faithfulness. So again, the recommendation is? Him Medley by Maverick City Music. Oh, it's Chandler awesome. Moore, not Dante. But they have different singers who are. Yeah, a lot of different people. A lot of different people. Well, that's great. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. And uh, once again, if you uh, would like to be part of the podcast, if you feel like you have a story you'd like to tell, uh, we'd love to hear it. We'd love to share it with the congregation and with the people who are listening. So um, uh, again, thanks to Marty and Mary McIntyre Mm -hmm. and hope you all have a great week. Bye. Bye.